Would you like to discover something new that can enhance your lifestyle? If so, then strap yourself in for the next half hour or so and discover some helpful dialogue relating to an interesting health and happiness topic. Your feedback following the recording will be greatly appreciated and can be shared via email to petra at threequartertime.com.au. Every week, there will be a new addition to the podcast collection and a PDF summary about each topic can be requested with your feedback. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen and it is with my great pleasure that I introduce Petra Taylor-Smith and this week's Health and Happiness podcast. Hi, and welcome to Make It Count. Hopefully you've been able to tune into the new series of interview podcasts over the last couple of weeks, and they all offer over 50 some useful food for thought. The people who have been interviewed have some background related to the topic for this week, which is creating memories. So for this podcast, I am joined by a friend in Wellington in New Zealand, whom I met through a business webinar, And isn't it just amazing how people are meeting these days? She has an IT and multimedia background and has developed a beautiful business that records video footage of a person who talks about their life. The video can help pass on historical information, funny anecdotes, and lots of details about the person through the footage with their loved ones, which can create a wonderful keepsake for the future. So welcome, Nicola, and thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you, Petra. Lovely to be here. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, it's a, a delight. And um, how is New Zealand today? Well, it's actually a beautiful day today. It's almost like a, a day in Australia. <laughs> you get so much more sunshine than we do. It's uh, Yeah, no, it's beautiful here today. I've been out in the garden. It's been lovely. Yeah, it is lovely here too. And it's um, a few hours difference, but it works well, doesn't it, doing it in the afternoon. So thank you very much again. And for this interview, I have a few questions prepared that are relating to creative memory. So let's see how we go at bringing our audience today some great ideas about this topic. Uh, Once we turn 50, and we have more time to reflect on our life to that point and beyond, it is worth considering that parts of our life are memorable and meaningful to us. If you're like me and you have begun doing a lot of reflection on past experiences, etc., you might have a few key things that you'd like to share with your loved ones for their records and to form part of your legacy, perhaps. Nicola, can you share with us some of the key things you find that people working with you via your business moving memories, what they like to share on their video memoir? Sure. Uh, Well, it's different for everyone, I have to say. So um, it depends on what the person wants to focus on in, in their story. Uh, it's not you can't generally can't cover a full life from from birth to to current time because it's there's too much information. But most people, when they've decided on what they want to include, it will, it'll be that they want to include things that have true meaning for them. Um, they want to talk about the the things they did that they were passionate about, whether that's career or family, sometimes both, um, and whatever their hopes and dreams are, perhaps for their children and grandchildren for the future, often comes up. Um, we always get a, a funny story about something that happened in the family as well, um, and I can guarantee as well that there's always something that the family doesn't know about that comes out in these these uh, life story memoirs, you'll, you'll always learn something about your family member that you may think 
you know all about, but you don't. <laughs> you'll be you'll be you'll get a surprise in just about every case I've I've had that happen. So, um, yeah, it's it depends on the person, but I think most most people just really want to share what they'd like to be remembered for, what they really care about, and and what their passions are, and how they have been affected by their passions throughout their life um, and what they, yeah, what, what they would like, I suppose, to inspire their children and grandchildren yeah. so that they also, you know, get to enjoy life and enjoy what they're passionate about. Oh, I like that answer. Yeah, there's so many different ways that you can um, share information, but these videos are, uh, in a nutshell, some of the highlights maybe that they've experienced and what you say they like to be remembered for. Brilliant. Um, isn't it lovely to think that someone can have a beautiful keepsake of their loved one to reflect on in the future if or when that person may no longer be around? I know that in my grandmother's latter years, we recorded her via an audio tape. Gosh, those were the days. And she spoke about some of the highlights of her life. We then transcribed that information into a book and I remember putting photographs with the story in the days of um, albums when we used to put together the old Creative creative Memories, I think it was called. It came from New Zealand, that business, and I used to do a lot of scrapbooking. So it's yeah. one of my life's treasures to this very day and as a nostalgic person I will often sit with that album and it it really brings um, alive her spirit um, since I love my nana. Oh, I loved all my grandparents, but this, this particular album has significance. Um, there are definitely many different ways to collect memoirs. There's written, audio or video. You're only limited by your imagination. Um, you can consider ways that you have had your ancestral information passed down. So, you know, all those family tree albums and things that I know my parents even have in the archives to, to pass on to us. So it's really up to you how you want to preserve that information, but it, it is valuable. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there there is so much information that, that we get passed down. And when we get, obviously, we get the documented um, information, the tra family trees and all that. But I do think that not everything we need to know about our family is in documents. Um with video, you 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 get to see the true essence of the person through their facial expressions, their laugh, their quirks, their personality, mannerisms all come through um, with video. So that's why it's my favourite form of saving family life stories. Um, it can be done, obviously, with audio as well. I do do have one client who who wanted not to be on camera, so we we did an audio and then just. Um, some photographs for her uh, but it's it's generally I I encourage people it's the best way to, to cel celebrate somebody is by having them actually share their story so you're just capturing not only the story but the storyteller mm, like um, yeah so the, yeah there's there's I could I could talk about lots of different benefits as well of 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 creating um, one of these life story video memoirs um, but one that comes particularly to mind for me is that it, sharing your story can actually help others to heal. Mm. Um, and I have a personal experience of that when my daughter was very ill for a number of years in her teenage years, and she shared her health journey to, to getting well. She had a chronic illness. She was in a wheelchair for two and a half years. And she went on camera to... Um, 
help others basically by sharing her story. And 10 years later, she still gets people contacting her, asking for her, you know, help on, on what, it, what it was that she did to get well. And people are getting well because of her story. Um, so, you know, the, the, the storytelling, the power of storytelling is, shouldn't be underestimated. It really, it really is powerful. It can also heal family connections. I've had a family where um, there was a, a father in the family who hadn't connected with his children for some years, and he wanted to reconnect with them and give them a gift of a video about his life. And that's that was his kind of way of healing, healing that 20-year period um, that they missed out on. Um, so that was that was a lovely, a lovely way to to heal that connection in that particular family. Um, and I also think when we share our stories that it helps us make sense of our world. You know, when you when you share your life story, you you quite often like I've I've heard people say, Oh, I hadn't thought about that before, but that's probably why XYZ happens you know um in my life so it, it really helps you to to make sense of what's important to us and what what we need to understand and and the perspective of that we have on life and and what we need to to do to improve our lives I suppose um can often come through telling our stories yeah I I am fully believe that sharing is very healing and a one of getting perspective especially when you're doing it as a third person so you know if you watch somebody talking about themselves and then you get the time to step back and imagine it from their point of view yeah, yeah. well these days uh, we video so many aspects of our lives on our phones and, and so forth um, but what I like about your specific work is that you actually sit with the person and you devise questions for them um, or they devise them with you and then by answering those um, in the video, it offers a level of depth to the content and provides the person in the video with an opportunity to prepare what they'd really like shared with the recipients of the footage. So um, a bit like, you know, suppose that this is your life, though I know um, there are all different ways that your clients like to work with you. So would you describe to us some of the styles that you found work best? Is it um, a one-to-one scenario or working in small groups? I imagine you work with all different types of clients. Yes. Um, normally it is one-to-one uh, for um, a life story memoir or life story video. It depends on on the situation, but um, I have I have done couples as well. Um, in, in the one-to-one case, uh, I, I think it's something that works best um, to just have the, the person and myself in the interview because other people, other family members are often tempted to interrupt um, and it can it can disrupt the flow of the person's story. You know, um, like I had a daughter who wanted to be in the room with her mother um, and unfortunately her mum her mum was sort of telling the story but the daughter sort of kept saying, oh, no, mum, that's not right. Um, we did such and such. No, it was 1970, such and, and the date really didn't matter. It was the story that we were getting down to. So um, I, I find sometimes it can be a bit distracting. So... For one, yeah, for in, in the one-to-one interview, I, I would say definitely it's the format is best just the one person. But but there are times where couples um, 
you know, a husband and wife, it, it works really well because you get to see the relationship between the two of them and they kind of bounce off each other generally. Um, I have interviewed husband and wife separately and together um, for, a, for a, a life story video and that that was a nice combination because they both had individual stories they wanted to share, but then they wanted to share their together story. So how they met and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And it was, it was lovely having the two of them on the couch. They've been married 64 years and it was quite clear they were still very much in love. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I like the idea that you can have it personalized to whatever the circumstance of, of the client or group of clients want. Like exactly. What I was talking to um, you about the other day and I'll share with the listeners is that I'd love to have a video made for perhaps this Christmas or sometime soon involving six people, myself and my partner, but then my two children, but my two parents um, and hearing similar stories, I suppose, but um, from the different generational perspectives and, and you said that that's quite doable. Um, me being in Australia and you being in New Zealand, we talked about doing it through Zoom, but do you also work on the basis that sometimes people just video themselves with a good quality video camera and send it to you for editing? How do you prefer to work, especially when the people aren't in your town? Um, I, I do prefer to be part of the process of, of the recording if possible. But if if they have got um, a good camera, as you say, and they can set it all up and, and send me the, the, the good quality footage, then that's fine. Um, we can do it that way. But I, I don't actually use Zoom. I use something called Riverside FM, which is um, a high-quality recording video software um, that re- doesn't require anything special at the other end um, all you need to do is, is have an internet connection but what it does is it downloads the raw file not the streamed file so even if the even if we get sort of dodgy internet um, we can still capture the the story uh, without interruption so it's a it's a really it's quite a new new recording software and it's it's lovely quality as well it's not fuzzy like zoom quality can be sometimes yeah uh, so yeah, that's that's the that's my secret weapon. <laughs> yeah, it's giving you some new scope to being able to work further afield, and that's why I thought, even though I am so far away from you, your service could be provided to people all around the world. Yes, exactly. Um, and and I think with with the interview process, the way that um, it works is, uh, which yeah, I, I'll probably talk about this a bit later, but. With the questions that I ask the person, um, they they obviously they give me the answers during the interview, um, but it's it's something that I think needs occasionally it needs me to to be there to perhaps move them on from a question or add another question and that sort of thing you know so I think as a I'm I'm not a facilitator but I I guess it's sort of like facilitating Mm. um the process is what I do so um yeah that's that's my preference but but if everyone's you know different if if they want to do it themselves yes I can edit the final version whatever works 
I think we talked about how if we had six people and three questions per person and we narrow it down to, you know, a maximum of 10 minutes for each person and probably doing small excerpts that make it easier for you to join, um, you know, you've got all those techniques. And I suppose at the end of the day what we're coming up with is something that's very sentimental to the people involved and and to their loved one, which is why uh, I thought it related so well to our topic of make it count. Um, being that these yeah. are things that I think people would really consider do. Um, so, Nicola, now I've shared some information about what you're doing and how it all works, but would you please add a bit more information about your mission and what people could do if they wanted to have something made for themselves, a family member or a special friend? So, yeah, my mission is to save as many family life stories as possible um, on video and the way that um, that I see that happening is is through me sending the list of thirty life story questions that I have to to a person. Um, we then have a one hour planning session together on Zoom or or, or on the Riverside FM doesn't matter which are, whichever, and we prepare a brief sort of timeline together so that we can work out what parts of the life what you know uh, you want to be saved. Um, and once we've established that, we can then figure out how long it's going to be. So as you said, like for three questions, it would be that you, you would really only get through three questions and answers for a 10 minute period. Um, sometimes four, but, but I, yeah, I would go with three when, when there's two people involved. Um, and I also go through some confidence, camera confidence tips, so we talk about, um, you know, voice warm-ups and getting yourself kind of ready for the for the interview. I mean, it's not it's not supposed to be um, hard work. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we so we do we do make I make sure it's fun. And most people feel as if, well. They say to me that they feel as if they were talking to an old family friend. So it's a really nice um, process. I find. Um, just going through um, that one hour session beforehand, I'm, I already know the people by the time we come to do the recording. So it's it's a nice way to to build it, sort of lead into it. Mm. And I, I remember saying to you, well, will you be in the video? And you said no, that you get people to no. answer the question in such a way that it doesn't need you to actually be asking it, but you might put the actual visual question on the screen. Yes, exactly. So people. People will, um, they will start the, let, let's say if I say, you know, tell me about your childhood home, then they would start the the, the sentence with my childhood home was X, Y, Z. So, yeah, they, they, we talk about all that beforehand and get them, I kind of coach them through some some things like that. So there's, there's a little bit of preparation work up front, but, yeah, it's, it's not too much. And I make sure that, they are relaxed before they before we start filming. So we do those exercises and we we don't talk about anything that they don't want to talk about. That's another thing that I wanted to sort of clarify. Uh, it, not everybody has life stories all the way from birth to the time they reach 70 or 80, perhaps, where they haven't had some sort of tragedy, some sort of troubled times in their lives. That, and, and we don't 
you know, we don't have to cover those areas. And I and I say to people, you don't have to do that. But if you want to, some some people find it um, cathartic to 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 share, and that's fine as well. But you don't have to share all the the things that that perhaps are upsetting or you don't you don't feel are things that you want to pass on. So, yeah. Does that answer your question? No, I think you're giving people a good scope of the type of work that you do. And if if they wanted to contact you, it's um, via Facebook. Do you also have your own website that they could hear you tell them? Absolutely, yeah. So movingmemories.nz is the website. And I also have a YouTube channel which um, has been going since April. It's got about 30 videos on there now where I share Every fortnight I share tips and ideas and inspiration on how to save your own family stories yourself. So, And I have interviews with other people. I've got an interview with a lady who writes autobiographies, for example, um, So, who is in Australia. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's lots of, lots of information on there, and you can get to that through my website, movingmemories.nz. .nz. Okay, that sounds brilliant. Um, well, there you have it, folks. What a beautiful service Nicola provides. And on a broader level, it's identified the value in putting time into creating memories that capture the essence of your life for future generations to remember you by, as well as providing you with a beautiful opportunity for self-reflection as you're creating it. We only get one life and obviously in the line of work that I'm involved in, you don't just sit back and leave opportunities pass you by. You get out and do what you can to make your life the best you possibly can and record what's important to you because you never know what the future will bring. Leaving a legacy for future generations to enjoy by living your power, purpose and passion and striving for whatever makes you happy and energised. So thanks so much, Nicola, for all the information you've provided our listeners with throughout this podcast. I've really looked forward to working with you on um, this project coming up. And just before we finish, are there some final points that you'd like to share with our over 50s audience? Um, I'd like to give you some homework. And that homework is to take one photograph each week from your box of old photographs that's in your cupboard. Everybody's got that box of photographs, black and white or whatever they are, photographs from the 70s. Take one photograph out a week and write one paragraph about that photograph now it doesn't have to be detailed just it could be if, if you can't remember the date of the photograph you know put roughly the year that it was and and not just um specific information related to the event but how you felt when the photograph was taken or what happened at that event or any 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 emotion that comes up at all just record it and pop it away and do the same the next week. And by by the time you've reached sort of six weeks, you'll have the beginnings of a life story to share with your family. Absolutely. It's it's quite ironic that you said that because I had that very thing happen this weekend and it was a very cathartic experience where sending somebody a message saying, would you like these photos? We had a lot to do with each other 30 years ago. Um, you know, now I was going to pass them on to you. And it just created an opportunity for a, a huge amount of healing, closure, and left me feeling so grateful that um, the memories that were in those photos now um, have a, a really good positive vibe to them. So, yeah, the, the benefit of reflection, and I think we do a lot of that, don't we, as we age? So it's it's really special to know that you offer this service. And um, I'm so grateful so I'm just going to touch on some of the key points, Nicola. 
um, that it is a very individualised idea that everybody can create their memories in their own way with whatever format, um, whether it be visual or audio, uh, and that it has to have some meaning to you. The, the recording um, that you provide is based on things that are passions of the person involved or what they feel like they want to share. Um, I love the fact that it can be full of fun and some surprise uh, and that, you know, you're, you're offering an opportunity for people to pass on or e even, in fact, to do healing or get different perspectives on either their life or their families, um, that the life story memory video can be geared towards an individual person, um, couples, potentially even groups like what I'm doing, and that there's optional ways that you can work with people, whether that being via your online recording or face-to-face, um, it's it's only limited by your imagination and I, I love how you create these opportunities even here today by sharing what you do. So um, I hope that's captured some of the essence of what you'd like to share with, with our audience. Anything else, Nicola, before we go? Um, just, just get started. Just start small but start now and remember that your family wants to inherit your stories, not your stuff. <laughs> that is great yes that's that's a really good way to finish so um it's been a pleasure and our time zone um hasn't really made any problems for us or the internet so that's been fantastic so thank you everybody for listening in today and thank you again nicola for make it count creative memories podcast so farewell and thanks for listening thank you take care Petra's podcasts are intended for all over 50s seeking health and happiness. Her website, www.3quartertime.com.au, is where you'll find out all about her events and services. You might also like to investigate her Facebook or Instagram presence. And if you're interested in RSVPing to an event, you'll find links to the Meetup online site where you can book and pay. Petra is from Noosa on the Sunshine Coast of Queensland and her details are available via her website or at LinkedIn. Please share her ideas with your connections and thank you for listening. Have a great day. Here are 10 fun and fascinating facts about keepsakes. 1. Tickets. Tickets to events that you really enjoyed. 2. Special notes or cards from people who are close to you. 3. A diary or journal of your innermost thoughts, feelings and experiences, etc. 4. Photographs or movies from your lifetime that have sentimental meaning. 5. Important papers or things that mark milestones of your life. 6. Heirlooms such as items that have personal and historical significance. 7. Collections made up of things that reveal your passions or interests. 8. Jewellery, such as valuable or sentimental possessions. 9. Books on topics that you're interested in. Or 10. Clothing or accessories such as favourite items from your wardrobe. These 10 fun and fascinating facts about keepsakes may be something that you might like to consider as you're starting to put things away for the future. And have a great day. Mm -hmm.